The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. Uh, you're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday 17th of March and the time has now just gone 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way. I'm your host Neelam and in today's show I will be talking to you about parenting in a digital world. Now listeners, uh, the show is being aired today as a pre-record so no messages um, will be uh, responded to so please uh, keep those messages on the Facebook part of the show um, because we are live um, on uh, the Facebook page um, and so any comments or any questions that you have you can actually leave and I will do my best to reply. Um, you do have the option of sending in an email to info at inspirefm.org and you can just make it for the attention of Mother's Planet inshallah and I will respond um, as soon as possible. The show is still accessible via TuneIn through the Inspire FM webpage and, uh, uh, as mentioned, an audio via Facebook. And um, we are also accessible via the Inspire FM app, which can be downloaded on your smartphones, which you hopefully have all done by now. And the show can also be heard from uh, wherever you are in the world uh, using this app. Uh, so in today's show, I'll be talking about parenting in a digital world. Um an important topic, um, which I feel uh, many of us are um, worried about um, and really don't know how to train our children. So I think it's important that we train our children to use technology in an acceptable manner and most of all, um, enjoying it because um, this, as much of us are in denial about it, myself included, is actually the future and um, it's the fastest growing aspect of our life at the moment where technology is continuously improving um, lots of things, the way we shop, the way we eat, the way we order things, the way things get delivered, the way we search for things, the way we navigate to place one and place B. I think everyone's lost the usage of maps. Um, I have to confess here, I don't think I can use an A to Z map at all now. Um, I solely rely on technology um, in helping me get my way home. So um, we are using technology um, in lots of our, in, in many aspects of our life. And uh, things like AI, artificial intelligence, is looking like it's going to be the way forward. Um, it's fast paced and uh, we, as I said, we are seeing high tech cars and computer games. And as a result, um, our kids are in some way um, almost being forced to become more tech savvy. Um, and so in turn, we as parents need to keep up and make sure that we are equally as tech savvy. In fact, you know, a step ahead, a few steps ahead. So, you know, many schools um across the UK have adopted to online learning and homework programs. So we need to make sure our children are not glued to these devices for both work and leisure. Um, Post-lockdown, 
many companies have now um, seen uh, that it's actually easy to have their employees working from home. It's more cost effective. Some um, employers have actually found that it's more cost effective for them. They're not having to pay for the petrol, the travel costs. So um, the benefits of working from home and being online um, is, you know, um, it is the way forward for many people and this is how people are working so we need to show um our children and be good role models in demonstrating the balance of work and leisure and not being stuck to our laptops or devices 24 7 um and i think that's one of the downsides to probably working at home where you will just get carried away um whereas if you're in the office you know that okay i need to leave by 5 30 otherwise i'm going to hit peak traffic or i'm going to leave at four so i can sail through the traffic so you've got times in your head where you know you have to switch off and not um continue with your work whereas at home you know that you'll just go downstairs and be able to grab yourself something to eat and join the family. There's no travel involved. So you'll push yourself that extra hour. And before you know it, it's seven, eight o'clock and you're still working. So we need to find that balance and we need to be good role models at drawing the line and saying, okay, this is my time and this is how much I'm going to spend on it and, and end our time there. I will be sharing some healthy tips uh, that I have used from uh, Purple Mash um, uh, and Purple Mash has merged with um, a company called Too Simple um, and also the NSPCC who have also um, looked at ways in making the digital world a safer one for us all. So I have used the Purple Mash Too Simple quite um, a lot throughout this um, research. I've broken it down into five segments which I feel is important to discuss today. Uh, number one being a role model. Number two, technology and safety. Number three, digital footprint and online reputation. Number four, content and number five, self-image and identity. Now, I will be going into detail about what each of those mean and um, what each of those are. So if you have just tuned in, listeners, um, you are tuned into the Mother's Planet this morning. Uh, I'm your host, Neelam, and I'll be talking about the parenting in a digital world today. And I'm going to be covering those five areas that I've just mentioned um, and uh, looking at how we can um, equip our children to be more safer and um, uh, tech savvy in this in this digital world. But my first advice to all parents and myself uh, would be to proof check all the apps and games your children have access to. Now, um, we've had emails from the schools to say that children are using devices and um, uh, apps on their phones that are age inappropriate. Um, uh, and we need to have that conversation with our children about joining onto these apps and groups. Uh, we've had emails about games having um, access to public um to the public so anyone can join these games and partake in these games so your children are playing with random strangers online so we need to really be um aware of these apps and games and the content of these games um you can now actually and i and i think a lot of phones are doing it now it's not just the smartphones um you can actually set them up 
um, where it does request the user, the user's age. So if you enter that the child is 13 or 12 or eight, you know, I'm hoping nobody, I, I totally disagree. My first point here is children over the age of 12, 13, where they are at high school having to walk home alone and you need to be in contact with them, they need phones. Um, before then, they don't need phones. So uh, anyhow, you can enter their age. So I'm going to use the age 13 or 14 um, on there. And then what this does is this filters through appropriate content and ensures restricted things are off limits. So when they are accessing um, the big World Wide Web, uh, if they put in something in their search engine or their YouTube search engine, uh, it will be a hopefully appropriate content that is visual to them and age appropriate as well. Some games are accessible to adults and children so ensure that your games that your children are playing are not they are not communicating with strangers um they're not giving away any personal information anything about themselves um just make them aware of this and um you know uh explain to them that this this is unsafe territory really uh, restrict the times and the time spent on technology is my next piece of advice um i think it's really important uh, on some of these games and consoles you can set up a parental control where your child can only play for a certain time and they you have the access to the passcode so they don't know it and they can um, they have to ask for it or you have to come and un enter that passcode if you feel they can have a few extra more minutes. Otherwise, they need to stop as soon as your um, parental um, alert has come up. So that's a good thing to do on technology. And I think that's a good way of restricting the time they spend on it as well, um, because it's not just... Um, you know what they're watching and what they're playing it's also how much of the games and technology they're having access to even when it comes to working and studying you should you know really free your eyes from the screen and let yourself you know be free a little bit there okay so my first point was being a role model now this is paramount because we are our role models to our children so how we behave respond react everything will be mimicked by our children and it's so important that we um respond in a, in appropriate ways so children copy you so if you show your on your your screen time habits um you know how you are when you're working you know what you do when you come away from your screen are you going to go and sit on your phone or are you going to actually you know communicate with the family have a conversation or come down and have a fresh drink maybe go for a walk show them that when you are away from the screen from your work you're not going onto your phone or another piece of a device that's lying around you are actually taking a break and we you know we need to let them understand that taking a time out uh, from your behind your screen is actually literally that where you're not going onto another screen. Um, we need to share um, everything. Uh, I think it's understanding and having that openness and uh, communication in the home, um, making sure that our children know that they can come and speak with us. And, you know, uh, likewise, we have that open communication with our children and we are taking the time out to speak to them 
and um, uh, understanding, you know, anything that they feel, oh, I, I accessed this or, or this came up or I wanted to ask this question, but this answer came up or any anything that they feel that's come up or um, in their search or if somebody's commented on something and they don't like the way it's being said, we have to have that open communication and explain to them that these things happen. Now, as adults, we all are part of some form of social media platform, um, whether it's for professional work, whether it's to keep in touch with friends that we went to school with. Um, and we have to demonstrate this, that, you know, we are accessing these sites um, and we're not continuously bombarding it with our life. Uh, we're not posting our life. We're not living our life um, in the lens of social media. Our, there's aspects of our life that should be private. And, and especially when it comes to places that you share with your children, uh, you know, outings, trips, day, day trips, holidays. I think these are all personal and I don't think you should be posting everything on social media and letting people know that you are away from your home uh, on holiday. Um, this is private. We all know if you're having your holiday, it's for yourself and your child or children or your family. It's for you. It's not something that needs to be celebrated by the world. Um, and one thing I wanted to stress here that a lot of parents um, post pictures of their children online and uh, and this could be young children or even children that they have in their teens and do you have their consent have you asked your child is it okay that I post this on my social media network there are going to people be people that you know I don't speak to every day that are going to be exposed to this picture and they may comment on it are you happy about that because this is their future we are we are putting an image of our child out on the on the social media platform without their consent and um when they're older they will see these images and and they may not want that so it's very important that we have that open conversation and we have their consent and they understand what we are doing and i think in doing so it will probably make the adults think twice about putting the picture up is this really necessary do I really need to share this with the world? Do I really need to tell the world that my child's dressed like this for book day or my child's like this, uh, achieved this? Um, I'm I'm very wary myself about putting any images of my children up on any social media platforms. I do share um, images of my children on um, apps, uh, you know, uh, family groups, family photos, but I know they're all private. I know they're all reserved. And again, it's something my children are aware of. So I think it's just very important that we demonstrate through good role modeling that we are actually being aware of what we're posting and why we're posting it. Um, and, and, you know, the necessary. I mean, don't get me wrong, because you know, the social media platforms is amazing. I, I've seen on there people posting, I found this bank card, I found this, I found that, lost and found properties have been, you know, um, I found a missing cat. All these things have been relocated to wherever they need to go. So, you know, social media platforms have been great for these kind of things. 
but just be wary about when it comes to sharing anything personal and if you're going to be sharing anything regarding your child as well you know if they are fully aware of them and you know you need to establish some family rules you know that all family members have to abide to and that includes accessing the internet um when they are away from home and having these boundaries not just for the children when they're in the house but when they're at school when they've gone to college um, when they're at university I think if you have the foundations built from the very beginning and have the um, importance of why we are doing what we're doing these things will be embedded in the children's heads so when they are older they will be able to make those wise decisions about how they access these um the internet and the digital world so the next point was um technology and safety now um a lot of um uh, safety apps are available which can control the access to what your children do online and these ask for um a password so if a child sees something online and they want to download an app or a game it will ask for a password and um that will only be accessible by the parent or the adult in the home. So these um, are, are one way of controlling um, the access to what children do online. These aren't always 100% reliable, though. So again, it's a case of having open communication, um, especially when it comes to passwords, because I've seen my children see me tap away at my screen and they all know my password on my screen. I've threatened to change it a few times, but sometimes, you know, I, I I say to them, I won't because I trust you. I know that you know the password to my phone. But if I leave my phone downstairs and I'm upstairs, you're not going to go and grab mommy's phone and then play the next game on there without mommy's permission. So, you know, um, it's having that open conversation. It's having that communication with them. It's uh, allowing them to this whole thing about trust is so, so important. So talk to your children about limiting um, where they are allowed to keep their devices. For example, should they leave their phones downstairs when doing their homework or uh, should they have it um, next to them because they might need to access some information? What can they do um, to do this? Now, I've always said to my children, when they come back from school, they put their phones downstairs on my sideboard and, and that's where it stays. Unless they have... Um, an after school club where they're going with their friends and they and they need to meet up and they need to coincide how they're all meeting up and where they're going. If there's any of that happening, then yes, I will allow them to have access to the phone, but you know, downstairs, not upstairs in their room, chatting away and typing away and clicking away on their phones. They need to be present where we we as adults can see them. So uh yes, keep the phones downstairs and um let them do their homework um, in peace. The, the dependency on our phones is becoming an increasingly worrying part of our lives. And we need to encourage our children to break free from this technology um, and enjoy connecting to the world with, you know, with themselves, be present or, or pick up a book and, you know, read a book. You know, if you have time, you don't need to be on your phones. And again, this comes back to being a good role model. If we can demonstrate this through when we move away from our laptop screens for when we are working from home and we go downstairs to have a break, we're not tapping away on our phones because we are actually 
you know, putting that aside and saying, nope, I've come down to mingle with people, talk to people, communicate with the world. I am not here to continue with any of my techno technical devices. Uh, look at groups on social media platforms your children are part of. Are things appropriate? Are they connected with other people that are not their friends? Now, this is an important one, especially for those parents. I mean, this is a bit later on in the year, but those parents that are going to have children that are going to be starting high school this year in September. I know that when my son started and daughter, when they started high school, um, they were, you know, exchanging numbers with friends that they'd met. And these friends were then creating um, WhatsApp groups and they were all being part of a group. And there were some people that he was not aware of or friends with that were in this group. And things were being shared that were inappropriate, um, bad mouthing about other people, and then it was very quick that he realized that actually I don't know any of these people. I don't need to be in this group. So he has his own closed off private groups. Again, so does my daughter. Um, and they have their own groups now and, and they don't have connection with people that are uh, not not their immediate friends. Um, and it's all safe. You know, they talk about school, what they're going to do after school, how what the work is, what they have to bring in uh, what kit they need to have what equipment they need to bring in what food they need to bring in for food tech anything so it's all communicating in an appropriate way and um you know it's educating them that you know are they connected with people that they know and have are friends with rather than people that they don't know and they're on um groups that they they're not aware of so listeners, if you have just tuned in, uh, this is Mother's Planet. I'm your host, Neelam, and we are talking about this morning parenting. Well, not we, I. I am talking about parenting in a digital world. Um, I'm giving uh, some tips around um, healthy tips uh, around how to um, make the digital world a safe one for us all. This is our children and us. And I'm using five segments, which is being a role model, technology and safety. So they're the two that I have covered so far about technology and safety. And being safe online is a really key, important thing about what you are sharing and what you are saying online, which then brings me over to digital footprints and online reputations. Now, this is absolutely important because this is as the name suggests, footprint, uh, information that will always exist. Okay, so a digital footprint is information that um, uh, is existence and on the internet about a particular person. And this will show their online activity, data they've shared, um, things they've accessed, um, in some cases, even things they've purchased, um, any photo uploads that have been accessible to the general public. So it can be quite um, an open world that you're allowing yourself to go into. Uh, so this is why it's very, very important that we mark our digital footprint appropriately and um, we are doing things appropriately um, online and um, our children are able to see this as well. 
So in a world that is ever reliant on technology, it's essential that you start working with your child from a very young age about digital footprint and getting them to understand this. And this is where I was saying that um, if you're if you're part of groups where um, you people are posting things and then you've commented, you've left a digital footprint, you've liked to post, you've left a digital footprint. These are all uh, digital footprints. You've left something that you at the age of 13 or 14 have commented on that if you were to go and access this in 10 years time it will still be there you've associated yourself with that particular post so be mindful of what you're associating your name against what you're agreeing what you're liking what you're commenting um is it appropriate is it not appropriate should i say it should i not say it get them to really think before they actually make the comment because this is the thing that's going to affect their future and their reputation so if they have taken part or commented on something that's now no longer available or um has been removed due to inappropriateness their name would have been linked to it and they would have had left a digital footprint around it so it's very important that we teach our children from a young age um and, and understand, get them to understand the interaction with the digital world and how these are recorded. Um, and it, by making them understand how this information is recorded, they're more likely to develop a careful approach um, and, um, you know, uh, be a bit more wary about what they are um, putting um, online. Now, listeners, um, I'm conscious of the time because I think we are now entering uh, near the break. So I'm going to um, finish off this comment around digital footprint, just making sure that you can um, uh, understand this and you're demonstrating this uh, well with your children. But for now, we are off on a short commercial break. Use this break for refilling your hot drink cold drink or whatever it is that you're having with me this morning and join me after a short commercial break assalamualaikum you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You are tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. Welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's Friday 17th of March and the time is now just gone 10.30. I'm your host Neelam and this morning I have been talking about parenting in a digital world. Now so far I have mentioned the two points on um, being a good role model, technology and safety so um, making sure that we are being safe online accessing um, the correct um, things online and uh, social media platforms as well um, and also using technology uh, at set limit times and not um, uh, continuously moving from a laptop to then a, another device we are actually being um, and using these um, devices appropriately now, I mentioned earlier about digital footprint um, and online reputations and how important it is that we educate our children in knowing that whatever they um, comment on uh, will have um, an impact on their on their digital reputation. So it's very important that they um, think about this and uh, do this with a more careful and um, 
approach. And I, I think by educating them, they will actually be a bit more mindful about what they're saying and how they're saying it as well. Now, one thing you could do is you could demo this with your own child um, with your own name. Uh, put your own name out there and see what information is held about yourself. And if there is anything that you are unhappy with, how this could have happened, um, uh, where your name is really I think by putting your name out there and then it will show all the connections of where you are so it's it'll be like um, a, a family tree but not quite a family tree but it would show uh, where your connections are online and I think it'd be quite interesting for children to see this that what digital footprint is and and understand it um, from a more visual perspective so we have to tra train our children to ask for permission and always double check any interaction they have online I have some statistics here and this is done by a UK safer internet center and this result was shown in 2016 73 percent of eight to 12 year olds have shared a photo online I was so shocked when I um saw that statistic but 73 percent of eight to 12 year olds that's you know eight-year-olds showing photos of themselves online again this is having an impact on their digital footprint this is something that they are posting um, and other people are going to be commenting on connecting on is this um really appropriate you know we need to remind our children is this really appropriate now bearing in mind that that statistic was taken in 2016 I dread to think what it's like now, and that was 73% then, uh, post-pandemic, pre-pandemic. So post-pandemic, it'd be interesting to see where this statistic lies now. I think having lived half our life um, uh, using uh, so inter internet and uh, apps to communicate to the world, we are probably using it a lot more now. So children should understand that everything shared online has a bearing on their reputation. So whether it's a comment or a like or a post, this will affect their reputation and um, they need to be careful about um, what they post. Uh, because as I mentioned earlier, if it's deemed as inappropriate content, your name will flag up in support of this content. So it's very, very important. So that brings me to my next point, which was content. Um, as your child is fully immersed in uh, the digital world, peer pressure will have a strong impact on your child uh, more now than ever. Uh, we we see that children now, as I just read out that statistic, 73% of children are accessing uh, online and they are voting, uh, posting photos. I said photos and posting together there, voting photos and posting photos or, or images of themselves or something that they've done or achieved online which again is accessible by all so um they may have uh your negative uh, comp uh comments or dislikes on this image and um it may make them feel a bit um negative and, and, and not wanted and not liked so it's very Im important that we um, educate our children to um, think about the content they are putting online um, help them by understanding the safety is this is this safe is this safe think go through a set of questions with them it's important to explain to your children any decisions 
um, and, you know, think about what they're doing. Now, when it comes to us and we make the decision about you're not doing this online or you're not accessing that online, some of us just, and I'm guilty of this as a parent, I will always just say to my child, you can't access this. You're not doing that. And I leave things there. We can't just tell them, don't do this. It's very, very important that we explain our choices to our child and they see these um, decisions and, and the consequences of if they did this, this could happen. And then they will understand that our uh, decision was fair and justified. Uh, long gone are those days now where parents could just say, don't do this. And we'd be like, yes, sir. No, sir. We now have to have a very open communication with our children because um if we are telling our children not to do something and not explaining it, somebody else may pick up those broken pieces and say to the child, you can do whatever you want. You can be whatever you want. And that broken, vulnerable child will want to listen to that person that's actually listening to their needs rather than uh, looking out for their safety. So we don't want to make our children vulnerable. We don't want to make our children um uh accessible to these um people that are out there looking for vulnerable ch uh, children so we want to educate them and we want to educate them by explaining our choices and being open to them and and, and letting them know the consequences and that's that's the key thing here they need to understand where we are coming from and why we are doing what we are doing um discourage your children about using negative language when referring to others now this is a really key important thing again so as well as your child probably being the other side of that where they are receiving the negative language and um, negative comments you need to make sure that your child is equally in in the same boat of not being the one that's going to bully now um there's a really good book, um, and I'm I'm not sure if Imrana has analysed this book or read this book with any of the kids on air, but it's called um, Jemima J, and um, it's about a young girl who went to school, and she was um, forever bullied at school for the way she looked, for the way she dressed, and so she came home and she accessed the the digital world, and created this person which was so not what she was. It was a total opposite of her actual character, but it was somebody that she was able to be who she wasn't able to be in real life. And in doing so, she um, posted things, posted comments, and um, in actual fact, although she was being bullied at school, she was becoming the bully online. So when people were commenting on things that she did, she was in advertently being the bully online so it's an interesting read for anyone that wants to look out for that book Jemima J is the name and I've for the life of me can't remember the author but um there's a twist and a turn and hopefully it all it does get better at the end but it's a journey that she goes through and it just shows that those children that receive these negative language and comments like this always tend to try and offload it somewhere else so we need to make sure um, we are educating our children again to be 
not looking at in a, inappropriate language? How would it make us feel? Asking those questions. And I think it's really important that we do bring the onus back onto them and we say to them, how would this make you feel? If somebody said this about you, how would you feel? Now, if they don't like the image or they don't agree with the comment, they don't have to be negative. Um, you know, we, we need to... Um, make them uh, understand that it's okay to have an opinion as well and it's okay to have a, um, a a point of view to say I don't agree with this or I don't like this but to be negative and um, using harsh language or derogative terms it's important that we are um, showing them this so explain to your children also about content um the ratings on games and moving movies that are put in place for a reason so abiding by these are essential now i know a lot of parents um look at um uh, pg and uh, age 12 and 18 films and think my child's a bit mature i think they'll be able to handle this there's some content there that i've looked through on um age 12 movies and i do question how this was a 12 because i there's some things i find inappropriate so you know we we need to just skim through this and just check that you know although there's ratings there some ratings may not be with the parent rating so need to check that it's you know what you feel comfortable and appropriate for your child and you think your child can address and handle in an adult and um, mature manner um, and this goes with reading there's so many books out there that you just think oh that looks good let's just take that title and and again just take the book and get your child to read it and actually there's a lot of hidden terms in the book so we've got to do a lot of work parents we've got to run through these films skim through the books but it's important because you know, we want our children to access things that are appropriate for them. And 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 I think here it's really um, important that we encourage our child to always share anything that is in, inappropriate. Now, you know, as I said, we are humans. We won't have the time to go through all the books and skim through the books and skim through the movies to make sure that what our children are accessing is age appropriate. But if they feel something is was or is inappropriate, they bring that up to you and there's some transparency going on and the children can explain that this actually made me feel a bit uncomfortable, but I'm, you know, I didn't like this or and, and you just have that open conversation. And I think it's really important that we allow our children sometimes to to go through this because it's it's quite easy as a parent to wrap your child up in cotton wool and hope that they have a soft landing um and um we actually need to train them to be able to face some inappropriate content and and how they handle it and what they do with that is in a mature way so you know we need to support them in becoming informed and empowered users of the online world and recognizing that potential risks and then dealing with these in an appropriate way and anything that's inappropriate and appropriate and understanding the difference. So it's not about sh keeping everything blocked up and locked up and hidden away from them. It's about knowing that there's bad things that exist and there's not good stuff out there, but it's about how they handle it and what they do with that information 
um, you know, it, as a parent, it can be very traumatic when your child has seen something that's just mortifying, really awful, and it's trying to wipe that image or wipe that video clip from your child's head. But it's, again, a learning curve where you can say this is why, you know, it's very important that you access things that are um, only needed to be accessed. It's, it's, it's very easy to sit there watching one video after another video after another video before something inappropriate comes up onto your screen and will traumatize you so you know that was a waste of time going through those videos your time is valuable you could have done something much more better with your time than sitting there skipping through videos and waiting for we don't know what so you know it's it's better that you just put your device down you don't access these things and you and you communicate with the world you know physically where you are going out and hopefully the weather's going to start getting better kicking a ball around and talking to your friends talking to your family members and everything like that now i've come to my last um my last point which I wanted to spend some time uh, talking about because it's all about self-image and identity. Now, for me, this is one of the most important aspects on the digital world we are facing. Many adults um, need acceptance or validation from their peers, family, friends on what they post. We're sitting there watching how many likes, um, how many... Um, uh, dislikes, uh, who's who's positively commenting, what's people saying, and and the validation of when you receive more than five likes, it's like, oh, I I exist. People like me. I'm I'm a bit popular. It's it's again, you know, um, a very fine line of uh, is this appropriate? Do we need to be validated by the outside world? Do we need to get approval of what makes us feel good? We ourselves are people that control this. And we we know what we make, what makes us happy. We know what makes our children happy and how we are when we're around our children. So to post this, share this, put this out there and then look for validation, it's it's damaging and it's very damaging for mental well-being, mental health. Um, I mean, I, I have been guilty. I, you know, in my younger days, I was very reliable on my um, Facebook posts that I put up and I needed to know that everything was being read and understood and shared and liked. But I've grown older and wiser. And I know that these things don't dictate my life. And whether I post something or, oh, I didn't take a picture of where I went or what I had for breakfast and I didn't share it it doesn't matter I know what I had for breakfast I ate it I consumed it I enjoyed it I was in good company I took in that moment I didn't need to put that picture up and as a result now I'm actually quite rubbish at taking pictures when we have social gatherings and I forget to take pictures of things I think oh I didn't take a picture of the cake or I didn't take a picture of my outfit, you know, and that's purely for my own portfolio, just for me to look back at and say, oh, I remember that day. But I do just forget now to take pictures because this is how meaningless this whole process has become to me. And um, I think it's just, uh, you know, it, it was it's something that I don't need the world to verify or validate that. I, oh, yes, 
you you look like you were having fun or that looks nice or you know that looks good and you know what's happening is as adults are doing this uh, as a result many children are following these steps too and now children are having to post things needing that validation and the statistics again here two in five children have received negative comments on a photo they have posted and um uh, they have said that i think it was about 63% again that said that um they they it made them feel very negative for the day and again i didn't share this earlier on stats with you but 81% of children from 8 to 11 year old um use youtube and this is by ofcom in 2017 that result there 81% of children have access to youtube and this is 8 to 11 year olds so 8 to 11 year olds accessing youtube i think i only learned how to use youtube probably about 10 years ago and you know even now I do worry when I'm typing into the search engine of YouTube about what words I type and letters I put in, because anything that's misspelled, you have no idea about what's going to come up. And you've got children of age eight to 11 that are accessing YouTube and posting things up that they did, they're doing, they seen. And it's quite concerning, you know, again, you need to make children mindful about the safety aspect of this, the digital footprint they're leaving. Is this something that they're going to want to look back on in 10 years time and say, what in God's earth was I thinking about when I posted that, when I uploaded that video, when I commented on that video? Make them very mindful about what they are doing today because it will have repercussions in their future. And it depends where they want to go with their future, you know, and how they want to be, you know, if they want to be in professional roles, they need to be very savvy with the internet and make sure that they are keeping their nose clean, literally. So, you know, it's very, very important that we make that part of the digital footprint very important to them. So, um, <clears throat> Support your children in valuing their own opinions and their preferences, building their own self-value. Self-image and identity. This is such a key point here about making children value their own opinions and their preferences and building their own self-value. Um, they don't need to be validated um, uh, by other people. They need to know that having an opinion and having a preference is actually healthy. Um, and we have this around the dinner table all the time. You know, um, sometimes it can get frustrating because um, a lot of the time my points are disagreed on, but it's an opinion. Everyone is entitled to one. And I have my opinion and my child and my husband and my siblings, they all have their opinion on how I feel or express um, a concern. And this is healthy. And this is how, you know, things go in the world. If we all agreed with everything that was being said or done, then, you know, we'd be in a very boring world. Um, so it's very important. Avoiding external influences that can damage a child's self-worth is difficult. Yes. So it's uh, important to continue nurture, nurturing your child's self-worth even as they grow older. So it's very important. And this is where the parents come in. We are validating our children. We are showing them that they are doing well. 
they are accepted they are their own person their own individual character and they we're not relying we're not allowing them to rely on an external party or that mr somebody or mrs somebody that's waiting there to say it's okay i can make you feel better i know what you can do and and that's it you know before you know it your child is a vulnerable child and gone off in that horrible world so it's very important that we um are the the person that's validating them and giving them that positivity the repercussions of this is detrimental when children have received negative comments on a photo kids really struggle with building confidence it's therefore essential that we train our children to understand the concept as i said of perspectives and opinions and not everyone has to agree with what you do or say we are entitled to our own opinions even though others may agree or disagree so our own opinion should be from our own head and it's not on the reliance of others what we feel we should be free enough to say but again looking at content is it appropriate? Are we being negative in any way? Can we word this a bit better? Again, going back to digital footprint, are we marking this in a way that's going to be appropriate and not taken the wrong way and not have any negative repercussions on anyone? If your child comes to you with a small problem, you deal with it sympathetically. They're more likely to confide in you if you have resolved the problem in a more empathetic way. It's so important that we as parents show this empathy to our children and we show them that uh, they can come to us and tell us everything and anything. Uh, I think I've mentioned this in many shows before, but um, a friend of my husband who has um, older ch older children um, and when my husband asked for advice about, you know, how, how did you deal with it? How did you go through that whole difficult parenting time with the teens? And he said that the, the best advice I can offer you is when they come and tell you something, however mortifying and scary and upsetting it must be, you need to zip it. You need to control your tongue and not say anything to them and let them offload and let them tell you. And and then and then be mindful about what you what your next words are going to be, because anything that comes out slightly negative or anything that comes out like you're telling them off, they will never come back to you again. So it's so important that we know that they can confide to us. And even though we've drooled in all this, be be thinking, you know, be thinking of your digital footprint, don't use uh, inappropriate language, don't, you know, do this, all the do's and the don'ts, even though we may have trained them all up using all of that, and they still come back and tell you that they've gone against that, and this is what's happened. You need to be strong parents and come out with the sympathetic and empathetic role and and show them that this is good, this is healthy, and I'm glad that you've come to me and you've told me we can work on this and we can work things out and we can make things better. And I think it's just that educating our children. So um, there is um, a slip that um, I have been I have printed off, which is the jargon buster. And these are um, terms and uh, words that have been used in the digital world. 
and uh, the technical shorthand words used in the, and I will have these posted up, um, but they have been taken from purplemash.com and they are working in partnership with uh, Too Simple. And this is where a lot of my content today has come from. So, and the statistics as well that I've shared as well. And I think the guidance that they have given is, is fantastic. The NSPCC also has some um, great information that you can access on there as well. Now, listeners, we have actually come to the end of my show and uh, I I hope that um, my points have been of benefit inshallah and uh, you know I pray that Allah gives us the uh, knowledge to empower our children to become confident individuals and use the internet in a safe and appropriate manner inshallah ameen now my quote for the day is um, we live in a digital world but we are fairly analog creatures Jamal Barak, wishing you all a blessed Friday. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at inspirefmluton.